On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, we have O sweep the A's out west and come home after a six and three road stretch. We're breaking down the West Coast trip, how we fared in those nine games against the Mariners, the A's, and the Padres, and what we're looking for out of this nine game home stint. Unfortunately, John Angelos has once again put his foot in his mouth and cannot stop derailing what has been a fantastic season by the Orioles. John Means, according to Mike Elias, is getting healthy and is getting very close to rejoining the team. September callouts are right around the corner, so we're breaking down who we'd like to see and the potential of possibly seeing Jackson Holiday in an Orioles uniform in the next two weeks. The Ravens' preseason streak is finally over. It's dead. And Scott and I are very thankful for that. We're breaking down the game against the Commanders for Monday night, what we saw, some stocks rising, some stocks falling, and what we're looking for out of this third and final preseason game in Tampa Bay on Saturday night. Running back room looks good. Some of these corners that we've signed and traded for have been looking good. Stocks are rising, and conversely, stocks are falling. We also give out our official Wave Podcast Top 10 NFL Quarterback Rankings for this season. We're a little bit late to the game. Everybody else has been doing it, so we decided to jump in on the fun. And finally, we wrap up with our top five fast food items draft. Loaded episode this week, so let's go. Episode 67. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Friday, August 25th, 2023. This is episode 67. Wow. Scott, Especially- I would I would ask you how you're doing today, but this is a big day for you. It's a great day, dude. I ain't gonna get into <laughs> the I ain't gonna get into everything, but I've had a great day today. Drinking a pump. I had a pumpkin spice latte this morning. Didn't get the foam, cold, whippy, cold brew shit on the top. I'm not a big whippy. Uh, the the cool. pumpkin cream cold foam is what you're referring. Yeah, to. I'm not. I'm not into that. That's a little. That's a little. If you like it, I ain't shitting on you. It's not my thing. But I just got the nice pumpkin spiced ice latte at Starbucks this morning. Started the day off great. I then went to work. Had a great day. Got six tattoos today. Six. Damn. They hurt like a motherfucker for whatever reason, but they turned out exactly how I was hoping. And then, you know, we got something happening here in the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes that I'm very much looking forward to. I know a lot of other Americans are looking forward to. And that's all I'm going to say. I can't wait. And it's going to be a great episode. I got good energy. I got a little nice little Sam Adams pumpkin. It's called uh, Jack O' Pumpkin Ale. It's delicious. Well, good. Yeah, you're. I as soon as you jumped on the camera here, I was like, "Yeah, this guy's he's on one today." I'm buzzing today, baby. I had great sex with my wife last night. It was great. We're just buzzing, dude. Buzzing. Well, good. I'm good. Good for you. That makes one of us on this podcast. Whoa. Um. So aside from you know the last 24 hours just being great, how, how's your week been? How you doing over over the last few days? Been a weird mental week. School started back up. I think if I'm honest, like it's a, it's a lot, 
but I feel very in control of it. You know what I mean? Like I feel with the amount of schoolwork I have, I feel very like, all right, I got this. I just got to put in the work. I put it together a nice schedule that I know is going to work. But now, yeah, it's gotten to a point now where it's like, okay, well, I know it's going to work. And then now it's just on me on executing. So mentally I'm just in like this weird place of like, all right, I got this program in here. Now it's time to get to work. And it's been good. The couple of classes, one of them's fucking stupid. And then the rest of them are, are really cool. So I'm excited. Other than that, we're good. Good week. Good. Yeah. Good week. Good. How about you? Good. Glad to hear it. Good. Same old shit. I'm in that, I'm in that like very awkward spot where like I just want football to be here. Like, hey, dude, we get we get we get college football this weekend. Yeah, week zero is this week. And actually, I thank you for bringing that back up. At the end of the pod today, at the end of the episode, I have a uh, I have a little little teaser bet for the oh. for the fam to give out. Did, did I'm also bit... announcing my allegiance to my college football team. Oh, okay. It's gonna All be right. my shout outs. Okay, so we'll we'll do that at the end. I'm going a little bit LeBron James right now. I have two I'm thinking of. Okay. And I don't know which one I'm gonna pick when it comes down to it, but when it comes down to it. Like when when he picked Miami, I got two teams in my brain. I don't know which side I'm going, but it's in my plums. I got one on my left and I got one on my right. That's pretty heavy weighing. It's just a matter of which one feels the heaviest by the end of the episode. Also, there's no way that's true, right? Like LeBron definitely didn't walk onto that stage and be like, I don't know where I'm going. I mean, he's the one that, well, no, no, I think he knew he was going. I think he just, it was down to two teams and apparently he, you know, no, that's what that? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think for a second he walked didn't out he, there didn't he without his that? mind made up. He might have, but oh, what but I'm you're saying, saying is, you're saying LeBron's a bit of a like a of a embellisher a little bit. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, like LeBron one knows of the many how. Many reasons why I love him. Right, LeBron knows how to play to the moment. Which, yeah. Again, yeah, that he's a showman. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Credit to him. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way that that's actually true. Like, he walked out there between two. He had teams to have told the GM of of my. He had to tell Riley that he was like coming down. Well, and also that, like, on top, like he had to tell his wife and his kid. Like, he had. The, there was no way that he was like, "Hey, Savannah, it's either Miami or New York. I don't know where we're going." Like, there's no way that that's how that happened. Yeah, yeah, you're you're probably right. You're probably right. So anyway. But oh, that's where my mental state's at, is I don't know yet. But we're good at the cipher. All right. Well, that's good. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, I'm just – I'm, like, I'm on – I'm, like, teetering. You know, I, I feel that that tickling sensation in my balls where I'm just, like, football is knocking on the door. And we're and about to – For whatever to... reason, for whatever – we're not able to open the door yet. It's here. The package right. is here. But we're not quite able to open the door and open the box – you know what it feels like? It feels like when you're like on vacation or you're away for a couple days and a package gets delivered to your house and it's just mm. kind of sitting there waiting that's for you. That's a good you. way to put it is that you got you a know, little That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got a little bit to go here coming up. You know, I'm going to enjoy the birds. Just going to. Now, we'll get. I don't know if we got a much of the Orioles agenda on here because we got a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk some birds. Stuff we're going to get into, but my dad kind of said it, dude. A little bit of the sales have been taken out, this Mr. Angelos. Just a little bit. 100%. Not a ton. Not a ton. But enough to notice that I'm kind of a little even more pissed at him because, like, this season's going way better than I think any of us could have asked. And, of course, he's going to step in here and say some fucking stupid shit. That piece of yep. shit. God yeah. damn it. Well, that was the first thing that I had on our outline for uh, Bird's Talk today. So we'll definitely get into that. But Okay. 
yeah, it's just anyway, enough, back to the, the, the analogy that I was making to, to kind of, as we do so often, put it into golf terminology. Sure. It's like you're on, I don't know, maybe like the seventh or eighth tee. Nah, we'll say a little bit later in the round. We'll say maybe like 12th or 13th tee. And you just pipe a drive right down the middle. And, and it's kind of been a round that you've been a little like frustrated with, but you got a nice shot. And now- Sure. You know, you're trying to figure it out. 12, 13, 14 hole. Yeah. You pipe one. You're the first one on the tee. You step up and you just step on one right down the middle. And then you got to wait for you got to wait for your group to hit their tee shots. Maybe one of them sprays it onto the next the the, the hole sure. to the right. Yeah. So you got to go to theirs. They hit their second shot. Their second. Maybe it's a flub. Then they got to hit their third shot. And then so by you're the just time, waiting. You're just getting a little blue ball. By the yeah. time they're hitting their fourth shot, you're you're you haven't even hit your second yet. So that's kind of where I'm at with football. And like Will Farrell told me in or Mark Wahlberg, rather, in the other guys, that tingling sensation in your balls, that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, that, hey, but listen, before you know it, listen, all we got to get to is next weekend. No, you're right. Because so this week we have week zero of college football. Um, Only, I don't know, like a handful of games, like maybe six or seven games. Yeah, I think it's only four or five games. Yeah, it's not that many. Um, However, Notre Dame, my team, Go this great. guy's team playing in Ireland against Navy. Now what normally that, that is at 2:30 on Saturday. Okay. Normally on foreign soil especially, I would be morally obligated to take the service academy. Sure. I would just have to do it. Wait. Unfortunately, this is one of those instances where it's it's written in the stars. <gasps> and the Fighting Irish are playing in Ireland. The mm. decision was made for me. I'm sorry. Got to do it. Okay. No, I mean it's all right. I mean that's okay. It's okay. I got to do it. Anyway. And it's at what time? It's at 2.30. 2.30 oh, okay. on Saturday. Okay. I thought it would be like a weird like 1 a.m. game. Oh, okay. Cool. So I believe – I believe – so, yeah, that's 8.30 local time. So, yeah, that makes sense because nice. there's Ireland six hours ahead. Um, But, yeah, so we got week zero this week, and then next week is week one. Full slate week one next week. And we're kind of going to be in like a very weird sort of spot with – NFL football because there's no preseason football next week. They have a Correct. week off. So we're just kind of sitting with our hands tied. Yeah. But college football will get us through that. So then we're good. And then on the back end, we got football. And it's back. It's back. Until February. And then the what, bro, have you been getting up? I, since I've been getting up early, one of my morning routines, as I walk down my steps, I have a nice warm cup of nice hot coffee. And I walk outside and get a couple of nice big breaths in to kind of just get that morning. And brother, it's cold out. Like was wearing my slippers, had a little long sleeve pants on. I got a little long pants and a little short sleeve tee on, and I was cold. Oh yeah. Oh, it felt good, brother. We're close. Oh yeah, I can't wait, dude. And even like not ass crack of dawn, like even in during mm-hmm. the day over the last couple of days, it's been a little breezy. Today was kind of breezy and cool. Yeah, uh, like Wednesday, I had the windows open, or Tuesday, I had the windows open in my house, nice little breeze coming in, it was cool. So yeah, man, I mean, all signs are pointing to fall, and football season, more importantly. A lot of things pointing upward. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So with that being said, I think that's a good segue into the Orioles. Um, So we'll talk about the O's in a second, but unfortunately, we have to address... The elephant in the room, like you mentioned earlier, it's unbelievable. 
It's every fucking week, every off day, every off Monday, he says some fucking or does some stupid ass shit. Sell the fucking team, dude. Like sell, like sell it, sell the team. Hundred percent. So obviously, if if you know, like I said last time, if you don't live in Baltimore and or you live under a rock, John Angelos once again put his foot directly into his mouth. Can't directly. seem to can't seem to stop doing it. Okay, I don't have the I don't have his quote pulled up in front of me. But long story short, in summation, his quote was something along the lines of. It's hard when you're a small market team to keep all of your young stars, to pay all the guys what they're worth and essentially make it affordable for the fans. Okay. And he basically said like, in order to keep some of the guys, not even all the guys, in order to keep some of the guys that we have and, you know, be competitive and whatnot, he's going to have to like severely raise prices or extremely raise prices or something. He said massively raise price or change prices, massive, something like that. Yeah. Um, so long story short, he's just being a greedy fuck. And no, see, I think, I don't think he's being greedy. I think he's just being a fucking idiot. And I think he's like, like actually stupid. Like, I think he has no idea how to run his operation and he's just, stupid so that i agree with i i do think that he's like actually like not a smart person like 100 percent. i, don't I think, think he's, he's an idiot yeah i don't think he's a very intelligent person but the reason i think he's he's being greedy is because like i i said i texted you guys the other day in the group chat when we were all talking about this like he's just blatantly lying like if you actually go in and look at the numbers and compare it to some of the other teams in the league so scott i don't know philadelphia i think is relatively small in the grand scheme, like I would say that that market, it's bigger than Baltimore. Sure. But I think Philadelphia as a market is like, it's not a New York. It's not like a Texas Rangers or anything like that. It's not an LA. Like I, okay. I don't, I don't think, and this is just my opinion, me talking here. I don't think Philly, Philly is classified as a big market or large market. Okay. Even a, they might be mid market or, you know, somewhere in between small and mid. the upper mid. Okay. All right. You're probably right. But anyway, I digress. Geographically speaking, they're probably the closest to Baltimore. I, I don't think DC is really fair to, to compare because that team is just nowhere near where the, where the Orioles are right now. Yeah, it's not. So it's not. If, if you look at if you look at the Phillies, their payroll is fifth highest in Major League Baseball this year. Their payroll is two hundred and forty five million dollars. Okay, they gave what three hundred and thirty million to Bryce Harper a couple years ago. They gave 340 to Trey Turner, right? Like they just went out and got Michael Lorenzen at the deadline. They gave Castellanos, I think like 80 million or 100 million when they signed him, whatever that number was. They have Schwarber, they have JT Romuto. Like they have guys that they are paying, right? Take that one step further. It's currently Thursday, August 24th. And the Philadelphia Phillies are in the middle of a playoff push. They're not winning their division. So they are, they're in the middle of a wild card push for the NL playoffs right now. Right. I, I did some digging. The next Saturday home game, the cheapest ticket is $30. So right there, that's proof that a team geographically close to Baltimore that is success, like good, a successful on the field team. Yeah, we're in the World Series last year. <laughs> is making the experience for a fan to go and watch the game affordable and, and relatively reasonably priced, right? And it would be one thing, right, if it, if they were like the Orioles where they're not paying anybody and their cheapest tickets, 30 bucks to get in on a Saturday. 
but their payroll is 245 fucking million dollars. So Angelos is just blatantly lying. He's also lying that they're a small market. They're not a small market. Really? I thought Baltimore would technically be classified. No, they're not in the echelon of small markets. They're in a medium, the mid-sized market. They're in like the they're in the San Diego, the Milwaukee, the um I know the lower markets are like Pittsburgh, Cincy, Tampa, Cleveland, and like they're not in that. So like to sit there and claim you're a small first off, first off. To the straight up fucking say what he said is idiotic. Even if you believe yes. that, you say on that New York Times article, because like you, whether you think you can or not, you want to bring these guys back, right? Like ideally in a world, if you could get them at a discounted price, yeah, you, right? But like Obviously. any GM, any, like any, that that's just, yeah. If that's I get that's good Econ 101. Price, yeah, I, I would love to do it. But that's just not the way it's going to be. So what you say in that article is you say, hey, look, we've struggled with keeping some guys here in the past. We're aware of that situation. This is We're going to do our absolute best yes. to keep these guys here in Baltimore for the time. Yeah, that's the, Whether that's, that's, the that's what he is, if, if that's the case or not, you say that publicly to cover your own ass. Because now if it doesn't happen – this has nothing to do with those guys. It has nothing. You are the reason. Like, there's a little bit of when Manny left that there was like a, oh, did he want to stay or not? Like, no, no. This one will now fall flat on him. And I don't give a shit what happens in between now and when those guys leave. I don't care what they say. I don't care what is reported. That is John Angelos's fault. He's a fucking clown. He's an idiot. And he's incapable of owning this team. He doesn't know what he's doing. I understand he can't sell until his dad passes. But like, it, I I can't believe how awful of a job he is doing. Like it's, this summer, he has made in one month. In one month, he yeah. has made headlines for the wrongest reason. When your team is the best story in baseball, and you're now like as a fan, I've loved this team. I've loved it. My say, I said to you before we got on, I was just kind of like, fuck. Like I just don't. There's a little bit of some like. I don't, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts, but now it feels like it did when Buck was here. Now I feel like I'm back at that point of like, well, shit, I know they're not going to keep anybody. So there's a weird feeling. It's fucking sucks. And to to me, I thought about this too, like after the fact, once I kind of had a, a second to like let it sit and marinate. If you're a player, like if you're Adley Rutschman or you're Gunnar Henderson or even Grayson Rodriguez for that matter, and you hear the owner of the club that you play for say something like this, and I, I know Gunner especially because we literally see it every night. He's just wired differently. But I think it's reasonable for any human being to hear that from their employer and be like, well, if this guy has no intention of, of paying me to keep me around, why am I going to bust my ass and, and risk injury and you know kill myself day in and day out to be successful for the club that this the guy part, owns? The part that sucks for Adley, and the only reason why I kind of maybe think there's a chance we could keep Adley is by the time he becomes a free agent, Adley will be 30, closer okay. to 30, 29. Yeah, because he he did he did what three or four years in college. So he he's did older than four everybody. years of college. Right. And then he sat out that COVID year. So he's gonna be older. So for him, he's gonna be hitting the market first time Late. at 30 at a high leverage, but he's gonna probably like 
So that one, I could maybe see them still getting it done. And he hasn't really been lit lighting the world on fire. There's no fucking chance if I'm Gunnar Henderson. I am listening to conversations until it hits $300 million. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It, I could maybe say 275 because you're so young. You're kinda... I was, I was going to say, I think the only reasonable comp below $300 million would be like Dansby Swanson's contract. And I'm taking 250 at eight years so that then yeah. I can maybe go cash in again at 30 years old. Right. Exactly. Like, and if I'm Boris, I'm going to sit there and look at him and be like, yo, buddy, I've been doing this business forever. And that guy's a fucking cheap ass idiot. He doesn't know how to manage his team. He doesn't, it, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. And then don't even like, don't even get me this, like started on the least thing. Like it, he's just, it, it honestly feels like a child who got given something he had no rights to having and is like running it and himself into the ground. And yeah. like, for me to have zero empathy for a human being of like, oh man, he's just little bit a little bit head. To have a little bit of, I have zero because you're so, that sound bit. And then what he said about Kevin Brown of like, we're going to dig down and see what happened and who, who, you did this, dude. You're the it one was that literally, like, it was literally the meme going around Twitter of uh, Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave wearing the hot dog suit yes, when the hot yeah. dog truck crashed into the yeah. side of the store. We're all looking for the guy who did this. That was that was literally what he sounded like because he's Ugh. a fucking moron. But anyway, Ugh, I can't to go one step back. You mentioned that like he can't sell the team until his father as long as his father's alive. So, I mean, he actually he can. It's just it would be subject to estate tax, which would be pretty sizable, Um, which is basically why everybody's saying like he can't sell it until, you know, Peter passes. Because then it's like it's his, and it's not from an account uh, or a tax standpoint. Like it's not subject to a state tax because it's it's his entity that he whatever. Right. But Ken Rosenthal and I can't sing this guy's praises enough. Again, coming to the Orioles' defense, uh, in an article said, if John Angelos is that worried about quote unquote massively raising prices to avoid financially underwater, excuse me, avoid going financially underwater, there is a solution. Because of estate taxes, it is not a practical solution while Peter Angelos is alive. But if John can't figure out a way to sustain the Orioles' revival without additional help from the state, others will gladly welcome the chance. Enough with the poor mouthing. Sell the team. Yeah. And the fact that somebody like Ken Rosenthal, a, a world-renowned baseball reporter, commentator, talker, whatever, the fact that this is him, once again, criticizing the owner of the Orioles and now is explicitly saying sell the team and stop feeding us his poor mouth bullshit. That kind of goes back to what I mentioned to you guys when Kevin Brown was initially suspended that I think in the long term, something like that coming to light will actually be a good thing yeah. because it, it just sheds light on the whole situation where it else uh, otherwise wouldn't have. It just, again, like I said, with the Kevin Brown situation, it sucks that it's now coming one at the time that it's coming, because this is literally the worst time to do it. We are August 24th amidst not only a playoff push, we're the first fucking seed in the AL with, like, like you said, the awesome best baseball, like they awesome, play great exciting, baseball, like with maybe arguably the best young core in the game on top of that. You have the number one farm system again for the second straight year. Like there's just so much good that's going on with this team. And the one thing, the one fucking thing 
that can take the wind out of your sails is your owner is is literally you and you fucked it up exactly so yeah just to kind of put a bow on it like what you kind of said like if i'm a player i'm getting kind of fucking annoyed like i'm getting like take the money part out of it like shut the fuck up dude let us finish the season and do your fucking stop stop making the season about you we're the ones grinding we're the ones putting in the work brandon hyde Mm -hmm. as much as i criticize him and, and nitpick some of the decisions that he make Brandon Hyde has done a great job with the roster that he's been given given the Orioles payroll this year is something like 68 million. And he has them as the number two team in all of fucking baseball. He's doing a very good job. These guys are playing out of their fucking minds and you take it. You take all the good that other people are doing for your asset and you turn it on yourself. You make it about you just to bring everybody else down. And it's, it sucks. It blows dude. It pisses. It like legit has like all week. I'll be like, oh, those are playing tonight. But then I'm just like, okay. Like, I'm just like, I'm just defeated. Like, I'm just, like, I'm I'm annoyed. I, I'm just, I'm getting to a point where, like, I'm, I'll get over it. But I'm just, yep. I'm tired as hell about it. Like, I'm just getting, I, getting done. I'm I'm absolutely exhausted with the situation. I hate that we, this is the second time that we're having to do this in the in last two weeks. But I will say this, and shout out to my old high school baseball coach, uh, Coach Mike Kelly. He Wonderful human something. being, by the way. He's a fantastic guy. Wonderful. On great dude. But he tweeted something the other day and it, it actually like made me sit back and think like, wow, that's actually a really good point. He said with all of this going on with Angelos and the Orioles and whatnot, the worst thing that the fans could do is to not be supportive of yeah. the team itself because yeah. he was, and, and Mike's an older dude. He was like, that's exactly what happened with the Ursays and the Colts when they moved. Like they were, they were, saying a bunch of dumb shit and doing a bunch of dumb shit and the the fan base ended up resenting them and they took it out on the team and that's what gave them the ammunition that they needed to move to indianapolis so the worst thing that we could do as fans right now is to not go to games not support the team as much as it sucks as much as i hate saying that we should put more dollars in this guy's pockets like we have to show that we actually do love this team because if not they're going to move just plain and simple so yeah. if we want to if we want to keep the orioles here or at least do all that we can to keep them yeah, here yeah 100 percent. we we got to show our love unfortunately Fortunately, but unfortunately. Right. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. I, I hate that we're having to do this again, but um, yeah, we have to. It, it, yeah. Yeah, we do. Sure do. Um. Anyway, let's talk about some good shit regarding the Orioles and the baseball that's being played in Baltimore. Uh, so we just got back from a nine-game road stretch. How much of those games did you watch? Honest. I watched as many as I could. So I told you the- uh, Did you the- watch any full game? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Dude, I can't stay up past like eleven thirty anymore. So, um, the the first game in San Diego, I think I watched the whole thing. That the the game that we won. Okay. Great, the uh, Grayson, the 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 game that he started. Yes, you're right. Well, that was a Friday night, wasn't it? No, it was a Saturday. No, night. no, that was like a Monday. Because the next night. Oh, you're right. Jack I'm Flaherty. sorry. You're right. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And yeah. that was the night that I was at the Nationals game, and I didn't even have to worry about it because it wasn't a fucking game. Um, and then I watched um I watched most of the games in Oakland. I mean, granted, one of them was a Sunday afternoon game. But... I watched that full game, but and then the Friday and the Saturday game, I think I watched both of them as well because it was weekends. But yeah, no, I, I did my best to to tune in and watch them. I didn't. <laughs> I was going to sleep. I was so tired. But anyway, before 
they went away for the road stretch. I said to you, like, if they could find a way to go six and three on this road stretch, and you, you honestly, I think you were more tempered because, and which was probably the right prediction. You, you said if they can find a way to stay above 500 on the road trip, go five and four, that's good. But they ended up going six and three, huge sweep against Oakland, which, I mean, calling that a huge sweep, take it as you will. But hey, anytime you can get baby. three straight wins against the team, it's impressive. Sweeps a sweep, baby. Sweeps a sweep. Gunner had that uh, that four hit game where he could have had the cycle and just kept it rolling, which so good for him. Funny. That was so funny. And what was funny is like after he was on second for his uh, his last hit, he like looked in the dugout and he was like, "What? What's the problem?" No, what the, what the buggy? I, I hit a double. <laughs> yeah, he's just I, he's so fun to watch. He plays the game such a uh, the. I hate to say the right way and sound like one of those guys, but he really does play the game so. He well. plays hard. He plays very hard. He does. Like last night, he he tapped out back to the pitcher or something and he sprinted and tried to beat it out like he just does shit like that that you really don't see a lot anymore yeah which it's it's refreshing it's really fun to watch especially because the orioles in particular have not had a bunch of that Mm -hmm. but anyway six and three on a road stretch uh pretty good grayson uh or excuse me before i move ahead um i i think they did exactly what they needed to do. Like I said, go six and three on the road stretch. You come back, you get a couple uh, rest days before and after the, the A series. And now we're at home for nine. So we're what? Tonight's game two or three against the Tonight is game two. Are you sure? It's game two against Tampa or uh, Toronto. No, it's game three. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Rocky yeah, yeah, series yeah. starts on Friday. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. So through two games uh, with uh, Toronto. So first game, Grayson started. We lost six to three. Grayson didn't get a decision, but played, I thought, I thought Grayson looked okay. I thought he, he great. started out a little shaky, but then he settled in, gave you yeah. six innings, three. No, yeah, three earned, six innings. I don't know how many strikeouts he had, but it, it, quality start, quality start. Yeah. Um, I uh, Before I get to you know the reason that we lost the game, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to continue to say it as long as I have to deal with it. I'm done with Ryan McKenna on my baseball team. Just flat out done with it. I'm done with Jorge Mateo on my baseball team. Well, that too. But now that Aaron Hicks is is back on the IL, and Tony, they say he's healthy, but I don't think they want him out in right field as much like oh, an everyday player. You know, not. bring Colton Cowser back up. Bring up Hess and Kerstad. I'd be fine with that. Like, I, I'm just saying Colton because he's already gotten a taste, and clearly. He's or, hey, he's hey, too good for triple hey, A. So put Adam Frazier out in right field. Sure. I'd rather see him out there than Ryan McKenna. Flat out. I couldn't agree more. But anyway, Ryan McKenna, I think, has started every game since he's come back up. Neither here nor there. Um, but so the reason we lost game one, um, Mike Bauman, who has been DFA'd since. Uh, Mike Bauman, I feel like. No. criticizing him may not be fair because I think he's just been overused. He's, he's gassed. But I mean, on what was that Tuesday night? He must've thought it was Sunday because he was serving meatballs. Like my grandmother, it was just so bad. So, so bad. Well, go back to the Seattle series is what he was doing. He was throwing just absolute yeah. meat, ham and cheese sandwiches up to the plate. <laughs> yeah. So he gets DFA'd. Um, I don't know why we we didn't bring up DL. I feel like that was a perfect opportunity. Yeah, that's DL. gonna that's gonna happen in two weeks. I'm sure week. it is. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that would have been a perfect excuse to bring bring him up and at least just throw him in the bullpen. 
but instead we reinstate Austin Voth, which I, why, why? What else does Nick Vespi have to do? I don't understand. I, yeah, and uh, shout out to RDT because he kind of said this in so many words. Like, I get Vespi's probably one of the only guys with options to give. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every time he's he's had an appearance at the big league level, he's done he well. Fine. Yeah, he was fine so, last year. Yeah, yeah. I I hate, I, I hate the whole manipulating the option thing. I, I think it's too. I think it's so annoying. Me too. It sucks. Like I. I feel confident. Let me say this. I feel more confident if I see Nick Vespi coming out of the bullpen than I do with CNL Perez. Granted, Perez has looked much better lately, but I'm just talking by and large. I'm okay. I'm okay with having Nick Vespi over some other guys. Yeah, I would agree. So anyway, Bauman gets DFA'd. We lose game one, six to three. Uh, game two was exactly what this team needed against the the Blue Jays. Yep. Uh, who went? Tony hit two home runs. The first pitch or the first home run that he hit. Did you see that pitch? How yeah, low he, it was? He literally swept it off the dirt. They said after the game, it was 11 inches off the ground when he made contact. <laughs> 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 11 inches. So I think they had like a two nothing lead going into like, I don't know, the seventh or the eighth inning. And then they put up like six in the eighth or five, whatever it was. And it, I was kind of glad because they had Felix and Fuji warming up at the same time. And I was really worried that if the lead stayed at three, they were going to bring Fuji in and let Felix have a rest day. Yeah. But thankfully we didn't have to deal with it. And Fuji came in granted seven run lead or whatever it was and shoved like maybe his best three batter outing that not we've impressed. seen from him. Not impressed. Low leverage, not important. Whatever. I understand it's low leverage, but something like that. And like the, the apparently from people who were there, the fans were chanting, you know, Fuji. And he was fired up. Like you could see the excitement in his face. Like you, you talk about confidence. I think it goes a long way for somebody yeah. like him. No, no, but yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. When you water it down, you're right. Low leverage outs. And it is what Dude, it is. I want, I want Fuji to get good. I don't want people no, me to think too. I'm like this Fuji hater. He just collapses with two strikes and big moments mm-hmm. and he hits people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's just a mental lapse. I was talking back and forth with my buddy last night as the game was going on. And he was on the side of three run lead, bring Fuji in and let him like no. get accustomed to high leverage outs. And I'm like, dude, you have to get a win here. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't get, have time for that. Run a pennant race. Like, like right. Don't get the have, wins where you and can. Tampa. If, if we didn't win last night, the leads down to what a game and a half. Yes. Or is it, would it have been like, no, it, been it was, a, it was, it was two and a half. And then they won last night. So if, if we lost, I think you're right. It would have been either one or one and a half, or excuse okay. me, one and a half or, or two. But anyway, no, every, every win matters right now. So yeah, I, that's exactly what I said to him. I was like, I don't care. A like, divisional opponent, you're at home going into a, a, a stretch of six games that really all of them should be winnable. Like you need to get this win here now. And thankfully they did, but no, I think it was a good outing that that slider that he struck Vladdy out on to, to end the game was just filthy. Yeah. I think so, I, I I pray that he carries that into, you know, his next few outings and he gets some confidence and he can maybe Me too. But who knows? Um, another concerning thing about Orioles pitching, uh, Jack Flaherty was scratched last night for Dean Kramer. What's up with that? He's not pitching again for the rest of the year. I'm going to call it. It's like, what's what's his deal? It sounds like there's some sort of like. 
at first the quote sounded like it was a mental thing that he was like, yeah, I didn't feel right. I didn't want to go back out and like mentally something wasn't there. And then he's still not named starter for this weekend. And then if he is not a starter for this weekend, he's going to be put on the IL, which is at right. least 10 days. Right. But that can be done retroactively. Right. So. What do you mean? Like, so for example, if they put him on the IL on Saturday, they can retroact like pre or yeah, predate it to Wednesday when he was scratched. So oh, can you do that? Yeah, I think they did it with they've done it a couple times, I think, this year. I don't know how it works. There's probably some sort of like time okay. frame or yeah, like, I didn't know you could do that. On. Okay. But yeah, yeah, okay. So if that is the case, say Friday, they say we're we're putting Jack Flaherty on the IL, you know, backdating to Wednesday. So realistically, it's only a seven or eight day stint compared to a 10 day stint. But yeah, it's definitely not promising how everybody's talking about him. No. But no, anyway. I, I'm, I'm big time concerned. Big I'm, time. I'm certain I am certainly concerned because granted, you didn't really give up a ton to go get him. But this this was your deadline acquisition. Like this is the guy that's supposed to help you in your playoff push. So yeah. if he's not if he's not there. We're essentially exactly where we were a month ago. Yeah. I would maybe even say worse than where we were a month ago because it's a month later into the season and it and now you're kind of you're you're backed into a corner. Yeah, I, I think it's worse personally. Yeah, I mean it's not great. But anyway, so we're currently it's Thursday night. We're currently in a rain delay for uh the game three against Toronto. So we'll see when this game starts. Uh who's pitching tonight? It's Gibson, right? Gibby. Gibson. Gibson tonight. All right. So Gibson's going tonight. Uh, hopefully he, he looked pretty good last time out. Right. I can't remember. No, he's been getting shelled recently, dude. One one, did he pitch against Oakland or was he in San Diego? He was. I can't remember when the last time he pitched was was his. It wasn't Oakland because we won. I think it was San Diego when he got ripped last week. Okay. He might've pitched that, that third game. Yeah. No, I think he pitched game one. Pitch game one. You're no Grayson pitch game one. So no, he must have we, we won game two and then we lost game three. No, no, we won game one. That was the game that Grayson started. And then Tuesday, it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series. Grayson went the seven uh the seven innings You're Monday right. night. You're right. And then I'm it was sorry. Jack Flaherty who got shelled. You're right. And then it was it was Dean Kramer because Dean was on a seven game win streak. And then in San Diego, he we lost that third game. So that snapped the streak. So Dean pitched, or excuse me, Gibby pitched game one against Oakland. You're right. You're right. You're so, right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. I think he he did get touched up just a little. I mean, he did. Yeah, we got game. a big lead, and he started like unraveling. He couldn't like keep the game out. Yeah, you're yes, right. I'm sorry. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So hopefully he could just you know keep, keep us in the game and not lose it for us and and our offense. Mount Castle hasn't gone deep yet this series, so hopefully we get one out of him tonight. Right. But. uh yeah, if we could find a way to win this series, great. I don't think it's imperative that we absolutely have to win the series. I think if we can get one out of three out of the series, I think that's fine because... Yeah, one out of three would be ideal. Sure. Because, obviously, coming in, we have Colorado. All three gotta of those sweep. games are winnable. Got to sweep. All three of those games are winnable. And then on the heels of Colorado, you have the White Sox coming in. Also a very sweepable series. I would say you need to go on a... So, it's 3-3? Three, three. Yes. I would say you need to be going on an eight-game win streak here coming up. Oof. So you, I think, I think you personally need to win tonight. 
Okay. I think you got to sweep the next two. All right. If not, you go seven and one. Okay. See, I the way that I'm looking at the Rockies and the White Sox series, if you can win five of those six games, you're exactly where you need to be. Just because it's 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 hard to it's hard to sweep, especially back to back series. So if you can win five out of six, good. Four out of six, I'm not going to be upset with. Although you probably should at least get four, one four, sweep. Four of six means I think you got to get a sweep in one of these next two series. That's what I'm saying. Like I think one okay. of the series no, you fair. should. That, that's just, respectful. I'm, yeah, I'm just accounting for one loss, just because you know it's baseball and anything can happen. No, that's fair. Okay, no, that's fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I also I was trying to think of this today. I don't know anybody that's on the Rockies. So, have you been playing Immaculate Grid? No. So I'm all in on it. I, I know it. you are. <laughs> I love it. They pop up with these fucking Rockies, and then the they throw in the Rays all the time. But for whatever reason, I can never figure out anyone who's ever played on the Rays. I think of like two players: David Price and Evan Longoria, and that's like it. Carl Crawford, yeah. maybe. But like Carl Crawford, Carlos Pena is another one that comes to mind. Yeah, but like he only played for the Rays. What do you mean? Carlos Pena played for other teams. He was he played for Oakland. He played for I think San Francisco. Did he? I, he definitely played for yeah, Oakland. I he know that, that he was in Moneyball. Little he had that sick little compact lefty stroke. Dude, he was so he was so oh, cool. he was he was so cool. I loved Carlos Pena. Um, yeah, he was awesome. But no, the Rockies. I literally could not name you one player on the is, roster. Is Chris right? Bryant a Rocky? Yeah, but he hasn't played. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't heard what was anything. He thinking signing there, dude. Weed and money, I guess. Which I guess from from yeah, I mean not two two pretty good reasons. Yeah, but if that that signing made no sense on both sides, like if you're Chris Bryant, why are you gonna hey, sign? Why with the Rockies, Rockies giving that? Up? It must have been a thing where like Chris Bryant reached out to them, like, hey, I want to live in Colorado, and I. He must. He might have been thinking like, you know, altitude. I'm gonna hit a ton of home runs there, and you gotta whatever. play, brother. Right, and that's another thing. I was thinking like, I have not heard his name mentioned once this season. I thought he retired. <laughs> yeah, like, is he hurt? Like, is he? I don't know. What's yes. going on? Oh, he is hurt. He's been okay. hurt for like two years. That's so weird. That dude. sucks, man. He was so much fun he was to watch. So much fun to watch in Chicago. Oh, I love that even, scene. Even that little stint he had in San Francisco, he was still good. Yeah, that's true. He was still pretty good there. Yeah. Just, I mean, Colorado, I guess that's where baseball players go to die. It's like Cleveland. Before we <clears throat> Spice's tweet today. Terrible. Terrible. I terrible. moved on. I didn't I didn't take the bait. Good by me. But like <laughs> I was like, are you really saying that? Are you really? Yeah, all-time bad take. You have no room for the rest of your life to say anything. Kyle Gibson's gotten four outs. No, five outs and eight pitches. Oh, the game's on? Yeah, game's on. He's gotten oh, five outs and eight I'm pitches. Si I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here watching Steelers-Falcons like an asshole. Anyway, uh, well, that's good. Uh, going back to what I said about Gibby. <laughs> Need a big stop. But uh, anyway, so let's talk about some other stuff. Some baby birds. Not necessarily baby birds, but um, I don't. I, did you listen to anything that Michael Elias said on the broadcast yesterday? Oh, no. Okay. I was working. I didn't get home till late. Oh, right. Yeah, my bad. I forgot you were working. But anyway, so I, I caught a little bit. He was on with uh, Garceau and whoever else was doing the radio call on Wednesday night. Okay. And hey, by the way. Garceau's good on the radio. I'm gonna yeah, say not bad. 
He's not. No, bad. I think he's good on the radio. He doesn't. He's like the sweet little old uncle you got. That's nice to listen to. I like him on the radio. Uh, I won't. I, I don't know that I'd go far as far to say he's good, but I will say he's not bad on the radio. He's much better on the radio than TV. I'll say that much. Um, but he he was asking Michael Elias specifically about John Means, and he was like, you know, he had a pretty good outing the other day. Like, what's his timetable looking like? And Elias, in so many words, said. He went four innings. I think he didn't give up a run in those four innings that he pitched for Norfolk. Um, but anyway, he's like, he, he gave us four quality innings. We want to see him get to five. And then once he gets to five innings, it's essentially on an outing by outing base. So I have a feeling we're going to see John Means pretty damn soon. Like within, before I, I think we see John Means before the September roster expansion. Oh, really? I think, oh, but I guess, I guess you kind of want him to, so he doesn't count as one of those September exactly. call-ups. Is exactly. he still on the 40-man? I would imagine so. I would imagine so. So I don't think that is then a because if you, I think if you take him off, he has to pass through waivers, and there's no way that he would clear waivers. Yeah. So I think actually with him being hurt, he's still on the forty man. But it's not like an active space that he's taking up. Yeah, it's not like a September call up. So I guess he could still come back in September, and it doesn't take up one of those September call ups. I think it's going to be Hall, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Jackson Holiday, dude. I think they're calling him up. Did you hear what Elias said about him earlier this week? Yeah. He's the most polished, like, 19-year-old he's ever seen, and what he's doing is, like, unbelievable. And listen, the way that I'll be the hand up to say it. I'm okay with them calling him up in September, giving him just a taste, and then letting him go back into the minors next season and let him just get going, get going, and then, okay, pull him up. So this may be a dumb question. Does that start his clock? No. It doesn't. Nope. Just like it okay. was just like how Gunners didn't start until this year. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah, like, so I understand I do get, so MLB network the other day did a segment on this and Harold Reynolds made a really good point. He made a really good point. Cause he was like, what do you do with them? Like, where do you play them? And right. the guy was like, you play him at shortstop. And he was like, no, no. He said, like, you can't play him at shortstop. Second rates. Yeah. Like, you know, all that different stuff. He made a good sure. point. But he okay. was like, he was like, shortstop is such a premium position, and it's not like he's like, because you know, listen, he's like, you gotta come up. He's nineteen. He'll he will get overwhelmed most likely, and he's like, so you don't want that in a. He's like, if this was Orioles three years ago, he goes, absolutely get him up here. He's like, but the team's too good to be having a guy like that up. So this is the only reason. So maybe it should be a Hall and Kirkstead, but I think they're gonna fuck around. I think they're gonna call him up, and I'm gonna be stoked, and it's gonna be so cool. So I don't think they're going to call him up, and here's why. He's only been in double-A for, what, two months, two and a half months? Yeah, I think about like just over like a month and a half, actually. No, it's I think it's, I think he got called up at the beginning of June. So I think they're pushing three months. Oh, you might be right. No, I think you're right. I'm sorry. No, I think you're either, right. It was either the beginning of June or beginning of July. I don't remember. But um, – I, I I think they want him as much as it would be sick to call him up and give him a taste. I think they want him to just get a little bit more well-rounded and a little bit polished and, and you know. Apparently, him... he's not as solid defensively as I think they would like from what I've that read. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, he's but, 19. Which, he's I was 19. gonna say, he's 19. He's got plenty of time, so it's fine. But... I also... We got enough defensive middle infielder studs if we got to slide him over the second, third, whatever, I, I'm yeah. cool with it. I don't need him to be a gold glover. I'm, dude, I need him to hit me 20 to 25 ding-dongs, drive me in 90 to 100, 
and hit 280 to 300. Do what Gunner's going to do. And- I'll take it one step further. I'm fine if we turn him into a corner outfielder or even a center fielder for that matter. Uh, I would love to see him in the infield, but like you said, we have a ton of infield talent. Brother, we're looking at next season. We're looking at next season with Westy at third, Gunner at short, West or uh, Holiday at second, and then probably Heston at first at some point. Hey, also don't forget we got Joey Ortiz still waiting around for his shot. You know, he ain't, he ain't gonna be out. You don't think so? You think? What do you think? What do you think happens? Is he gonna be a Rule Five guy, or are we gonna trade him? No, trade him. Because like I don't even know when his Rule Five eligibility would be. He and Connor Morby need to get traded. Those two don't got a future here. You know what's also been hilarious is like Taron Vavra has like disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm fine. I haven't, with it. I haven't heard one thing about him in AAA, AA. Like, I was like, wait, actually, where is he? You know who else has kind of disappeared that I'm a little upset about? Kyle Stowers. Oh, I know. I'm really bummed about Stowers. I was really kind of hoping yeah. he would be like a, like a Jock Peterson, hit around yeah. like 220, but he hits you 20 to 25 ding dongs, and you can kind of space him in, and all he does is just hit home runs, and you need that from time to time. Yeah, I'm disappointed with him because he's kind of cool. And he, like I was just like, damn it! But they're, you're gonna he's run into. Of, this. He's one of the boys. Like you know, they have good energy and. Yeah, but yeah, you're gonna run into them though. Yeah, Do no, it. it's you know it's gonna happen. Gonna like like you said last week, one of one of eventually one of these prospects are not gonna pan out. But anyway, back to the whole September call up thing. I definitely think means whether he's classified as a September call up, he's coming up. Uh huh. And DL, I think, will also definitely be in one hundred that group. And if if not, I'm gonna have a problem. No, he will um, be. He'll he'll be caught up in the next week. And as as much as this may be like blue balls or disappointing or whatever, I think Colton is gonna be the position player we call back up. I I do too. I would love for it to be Heston. I was gonna say as as cool and as fun and exciting that a Heston or a Jackson would be, or even somebody like Connor Norby for that matter. I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be Colton. I think it has so, to be. My only thing: how has Colton been hitting? Oh, he's hitting like 340. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's hit, he's hit like 400. The reason why I'm thinking maybe they do Heston is that, okay, we already saw Cowsey. Let's maybe pull up Heston and just let Mm -hmm. Colton end the season, get his confidence up, get him into an offseason program. We add him to the 40 man and he's in our offseason programming and he's a part of the team. And I'm just, I don't know. But I wouldn't be against if it's Cowser. I just, you know, I would like to see Heston. If that's what we would have to do, then I'm all in on keeping Cowsey down. And let me, I love Heston Kirkstad. I'm so excited for him. I'm very excited about Heston Kirkstad for sure. And back back to your Jock Peterson comparison for Kyle Stowers, I think that's Heston Kirkstad. Yeah. Yeah. I think Heston will probably give you more production from an average standpoint than, you know, 220, 230. Like Heston, Heston realistically, I think 250, 260 every year is, is about a baseline for him. Mm-hmm. It's what I, I think, I think Tony Taters is, yeah. is stat line is kind of what you're looking at. I realistically think in Camden Yards, especially, I think Heston could hit 40 home runs a year. Yeah. That's what they're missing. They don't have a, they don't have a 40 bomb guy. Brother, we now, said it Garner at the deadline. If they would have went out and got Jock or Cody Bellinger or somebody like that, like that's that's Belly signed a one year deal, needs. correct? Who did? Belly. Yes. He's going back to LA. Yeah, you're probably right. He's going he's gonna be a Dodger. You're right. You're the right. Dodgers are the Dodgers are gonna be like, well, we can't pay Shohei Otani now, so just bring Bellinger back. Wait, why can't they pay him? The whole UCL thing. 
Uh, I know that fucking blows. It's dude. it's such a kick in the dick for everyone. Fuck Do you me. think that has any impact on his contract that he's going to sign? I hope not. I don't know. I hope not either. Because like, if I'm looking at that, like, okay, he he rehabs the arm, and and then what? He's back. Yeah, but so so maybe I think it, maybe he I doesn't. Think, yes. So actually, the more yes, I think it will because listen, listen. We've said eventually he will go to one, and I think it's going to be hitting. Suck. And I just that would like, suck. I'm just like, is that now becoming more of a reality sooner than later? And if so, what a shame. But and I fucking hate that he wasted it in Anaheim. Yeah, me too. But I'm not gonna worry about that. Like they say in Ted Lasso, don't freak out till you find out. And I'm not gonna be upset until it happens. I hope he gets every penny the US economy can give him because like Look, if I'm if I'm a team, if I really want him that badly, say, look, fuck it. 2024, you don't pitch a single inning. You DH every, you don't pick up a baseball. You Correct. don't pick up a, you, you do you you are a designated hitter and a designated hitter alone. 2025, then we reassess. If I see you pick up a baseball, like pick it up. I'll find you. I'm I'm gonna do a John Angelos and you're suspended in depth. <laughs> Well said. With that, we'll segue into our football talk. Perfect. Scott, I know I speak for both of us on this podcast when I say I am so goddamn thankful that the Ravens preseason streak is over. Oh, my God, dude. I am so thankful that we don't have to hear about that every fucking week for the next however many years in the preseason. I'm so thankful that we lost a meaningless game in August for the first time since 2015. I will say. Two things. I completely agree with everything you said. John Harbaugh's post press conference at the end of the game. Awesome. Fantastic. Love it. And I think the guys eat that up. And if I'm a guy that's fighting 100%. for a roster spot, I'm fighting even harder the next week. Without Number question. One, first and foremost, off the top. I love Harbs. You know this. I'm a Harbs mm-hmm. guy. So Number two, the commanders are pathetic for how serious the, and like how much. I'm not saying how much the game meant seen. to them. I'm not shitting on them for that. But, like, they were acting – and I understand that's a big night. Josh Harris is in the crowd. Him shaking Buck's Dude, hand. It was the it, most it, Michael Scott thing I've ever seen in my yes. entire life. I, I, I've watched that clip 80 times, and I find something different funny about it every time. When you, when you quote-tweeted it the other day, highlighting Troy's reaction, that was the first time I'd ever seen it, Bro, like, watching you Troy. You see him, like, break Dude. character for a second. He's like, oh, man, I'm okay. I got to, like, pull it together. So funny. And you can see Buck was like, ah, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good game, though. It was a fun game. To no, watch. it was it was a very enjoyable football game to watch. However, Probably, like I will... they were saying on the telecast, it might be the best preseason game ever. Really? But I'll say this. Why on earth was Terry McLaurin out there at the end of the second quarter? Bro, I don't know. I think they were really trying to win that game, though. Like, they absolutely they were, were. They yeah. were one thousand percent trying to win the game. I think that has more to do with Josh Harris being in the building rather than them beating like the Ravens streak. I think that's you're probably right. My biggest thing though is like now Terry McLaurin has turf toe and that lingers, you know. So now we're looking at a potential 10, 12 fucking, week. That fucking field is a is, is it's cursed. 
burial ground of some. There's there's no way that Harris just leaves it, right? Like they're definitely getting a new stadium. God, I would hope, man. Would they hope. deserve a better stadium. I, I was just about to say, DC fans. I consider myself like a DC sports. I mean, you're I yeah, you're you're the biggest I Caps fan. I love the so. Caps. They might be my like. I have a very special place for the Caps in my heart. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, my friend at the Y, who is a season ticket holder, came up to me today and said, "Hey, I got a couple people I got to go to first, but I'm going to send you dates. You pick however many games you want, and we're going to Caps games." So, awesome. I'm in. wonderful. Um, but I hope so, dude, because that team. I hope they change their name. They yes, don't need to too. change it back to the Redskins. Give them a respectful, professional looking. The Red, team. the Red Hogs, dude. Give me the Red Hogs. Or honestly, if you want to keep the Commanders, whatever, make yeah. their jerseys look. Mm-hmm. The fact, the fact that they did a W without the Washington Monument in the peak of the W or anywhere in the W is like. Holy well, they don't play in DC. That's probably why. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the Landover Commanders. Right, exactly. The Maryland Commanders. I looked it up on GPS. It's a solid 45 minutes to get to the stadium from D.C. That's such a joke. That's a joke. That's such a joke. They need to put it in, um, is it, is it Arlington. Alexandria? Arlington. Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. yeah, that's where you need to put It's like 20 minutes out of the city. Go go do something. Everybody that. everybody that lives in Arlington works in D.C. and says yeah. says that they live they, in D.C. It's essentially an extension of D.C. Essentially. It's D.C. South. That's all it is. It's like the neighborhood of the people who work in D.C. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So I hope so, dude. I I, I mean, that, but that's also not for another four years if they start it today. So it's just yeah, it's down the line a while. Um, and that's almost to a point where I feel like they might just be like, all right, well maybe we just do some crazy renovations. And we make it look way better than what it is. And uh, you remember when it when the stadium almost fell on Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I do remember that. That was the and that was like equally hilarious and terrifying. Pipes. Yeah, yeah. The the old poop water falling out of the of the ceiling. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But uh, anyway, so back to uh, back to the Ravens. So they lost twenty nine to twenty six. Joey Sly giving them the fucking the L as he was running around the field. Fucking, fucking losers! What a clown! Losers! I I. I'm just going to go out and say this, Scott, you, you know, me, you know, me pretty well. I would never wish ill on somebody, especially when it comes to their job and their success at their living. I'm just going to say this. It would be a shame if he missed a game winning or game tying kick at some point in the season. And that photo circulated the internet. It would just, oh, it would be, a, it would be a shame. Hey, that's not wishing ill will. That's just wishing for karma to do her work. I'm just I'm just say, stating a fact. It would be a damn shame if that happened. Hey, like Taylor Swift says, man, karma's going to hunt you down step by step from town to town. Sweet like justice. Karma's a queen. Sure. <laughs> That's a great song. Dude. I don't like but yeah. Lil Wayne said, like Lil Wayne said, life is a beach and I'm just playing in the sand. All right, whatever, dude. Try to outflex me with song lyrics. I gave the greatest pop star of all time. You gave a, the maybe the best rapper of all time. I was gonna say, you watch how you. No, tread no, on I got no disrespect for Lil Wayne. You watch how you tread on Lil Wayne. <laughs> I love Lil Wayne a lot. I love him a lot. I, I, I adore him. Um. So apparently, going into the game on uh, on Monday night, the Commanders fans, or excuse me, Commanders players, were like, "Oh, we don't care. It's just another game." Certainly seem to care. We established that already. Um. They celebrated like they won the fucking Super Bowl, and I don't know if anybody informed them, but this game took place in August. Didn't know you could win a Super Bowl in August. That's pretty damn cool. 
Um, I but, think it had more to do with Mr. Josh Harris being there. You're, you're think, probably right. You're probably right. I think Mr. Right. Josh Harris said to them before the game, I really want to see you guys win a game. I think that's what it had more to do with. I'm going to give them the benefit of that. As will I. You're probably right. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it. So you're probably right. All I'm saying is they were pretty excited to win an August football they, well, game. Yeah, well, I'll say this. Whether they were very excited to win a football whether game Whether he in said it or not. Against nobodies. Yes. That was kind of, it's a preseason game still. You can be hyped up. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I got no issue. Josh Johnson started the football game for the Ravens. Yeah. And he was followed by Anthony Brown. Yeah. Like you're not even getting the Ravens second string quarterback. You're no. getting the three and four. Exactly. So maybe pull it <laughs> back an ounce, but I'm all for the excitement. They, they deserve it. I will say that. That fan base deserves a little bit of a spark. They deserve a little bit of excitement. I'm cool with it. I didn't have any issue. I, I mean, okay. I'm sorry. Um. So, anyway, I think we're both in agreement. We're both on the same page that it was time for the streak to end. Oh, I, my God. I'm so happy it was over. Okay. Yeah, me too. I, I don't really think we need to say more on it because it's a fucking – it's a preseason streak. And like Harb said, you know, it's not meaningless. These guys go out there and they fight yeah. every week. So I'm not going to call it a meaningless streak, but I'm just – as a fan who isn't trying to earn a roster spot, I was it, fucking no, hey, tired of hearing It's about useless it. for fans. Let's put Correct. it that way. Not useless um, to the players, because I agree with that. Like, like yeah, if I was yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah, roster yeah. spot, I think I would actually get kind of annoyed with the whole, like, oh, preseason is useless. Yeah, no sure. Way. Right, exactly. Um, but anyway, Jeff Z put out, like, a, a stock report after uh, the last game. And some of these, I, most of these I agree with. But I want your take on some of them. So some guys who's he had uh, their stock rising after the game against the Commanders. Justice Hill, which I agree with. I think he yeah. played very well. He's he's looked really I good on preseason. Yeah, you do. You you are a big justice guy. Yeah. In both sense of the word. Right. <laughs> um, DeAndre Houston Carson, uh, the safety that we signed from the Bears. Oh, I thought he, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did he look looked, nice. I saw it on looked, Twitter a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He looked good against the commanders. Josh Johnson, I thought was spinning it really well. He looked like he was playing with some confidence. Yeah, he did. Uh, Charlie Kohler, I thought, played very well. He had a couple nice catches. I'm seeing if you're going to name one guy. Uh, well, I'm just reading off of uh, oh, well, Jeff oh, Z. Z said, but, okay, okay, okay. Uh, John Simpson, I didn't even notice he was out there, but if okay. Jeff Z says his stock's rising, sure. sure. Don't know who that is, but yeah. One who I was absolutely on board with after the game, Tylen Wallace, yes. had a hell of a game. Yes, that was the guy I was hoping. He, no, no, he's had a hell of a two weeks. He, he has. Had a, he had literally the same catch against the Eagles. Little back shoulder, same yep. side of the end zone, little snag and sound. And then yeah, and with them. I mean, everybody around Ravens Twitter has been saying this this week, but I feel like that sixth receiver position, it, it's his. It's like, his. it's locked. It's his. It's his. It's absolutely his. Uh, our Darius Washington had a very good game. I was impressed with him. Me too. Yeah. And guy who I did not know existed until Monday night at about 8.45, Travis Vokalek. Sure. The, the tight end. He's a tight end, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, EDC is definitely going to flip him for like a fourth round pick or something. Can't wait. For sure. Can't wait for that. He's going to be Kari Vedvik 2.0. I think the apology I was thinking about today is coming out opening night Thursday. I'm going to film okay. it in my basement. I'll have an apology to Miss Acosta. All right. Mr. And Mrs. DaCosta. Sure. I got I got blocked by her, so I think it needs. To be Sorry, we'll 
we will make sure she sees it. Okay. <laughs> uh, some stocks trending down. Jalen Armour Davis. I don't think he played in the game. I guess that's just because he's been injured. And okay, I didn't know he time. didn't play. I don't think he played. I don't remember <laughs> seeing him out there at least. Okay. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he dude, he's done. He's, <laughs> he's done. Unfortunately, he will not be playing for the Ravens this year. No, Sorry, he won't. Arthur Millette, I, I don't remember him playing at all. No idea who that is. I know he played. I just don't remember anything that he did. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, this is this one was interesting to me. He said David Ojabo's stock is going down. I don't really agree with that much at all. I think I think Ojabo will be fine. If anything, I think the signing of Clowney helps him. But yeah, Clowney's not a rush guy. He's a run stopper. Or he's well, not a pass rusher. He's a He's a run stopper. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's definitely going to be out there on pass downs for sure. Not like every pass down, but he'll definitely be out there. But anyway, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought that was weird. Uh, Tavis Robinson, the outside linebacker, the rookie that we drafted, I don't really put much stock into him saying that his stock's going down because, I mean, he's a fourth or fifth round rookie or whatever. Uh, This one, you are 1,000% going to agree with, and so will I. James Prochet is cut. He's done. Get him out of here. This, this weekend will be the last time we see him in a Ravens uniform. I'm confident. In Which, that. end of an era, kind of sad, because I love Yeah, no more preseason pro show. That's what I mean. I, I'll miss it. I'll miss it, for sure. <laughs> I won't. I And look, I I loved pro coming out. I thought he was super talented. I thought he was going to be never a bought guy. It. I never I, bought You it. never did. I for sure bought into it. Um, But it, it's it's time. He's done. He's no, he's no good. He's just not. Well... And it was time last year when there was no wide receivers on the team. It's time now, especially because there's actual dogs on the team. Correct. Correct. Um, so that's really it on this past week in terms of football. Uh, obviously, like I said last week, we're not going to preview this game with the Bucs. Uh, Lamar, after practice the other day, said that he wants to play on Saturday. Play. I love. Hey, I thought Lamar was lazy and was a me guy. I, yeah, I know. thought I thought he wasn't a team guy. Hmm. Crazy I, how that works. Uh, you know what it is, Dante? You know what it is? It's the clone. They cloned them, and they they they're uh, having yeah, him right. do the interviews. Remember? The whole, yeah, they're doing clones nowadays. Right. The NFL's that's part of the script. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was. So I had this conversation with my dad last night. Do you play him if you're Harbaugh? No. No. So here's what I think. I, I sit love him down, and I say, "Brother, I love you, and I love that you're out there. Even if that's a if that's a bit, I'll take the heat." I ain't fucking touching. You're not touching. So I, and if I, it I, is, and if it is, it's it's you're taking a snap and handing the ball off to whoever's a running back. That's that's the logical answer. If it's me though, and if Lamar is like really really wanting, to, I think there's value in playing in the preseason. I, I do too. I just, look at the Chiefs. Like they had all their, ago, I I never. That's fair. The Chiefs had all their guys playing the entire first quarter last weekend, like Super Bowl champs. Mahomes was out there. Kelsey yeah, was out. All the guys were new, out there. Well, yeah, I guess you're right because the Ravens have a new OC, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. like, if I'm if I'm Harbaugh and Munkin, I sit down with Lamar and put together a eight play script, and I say, "Look, you get eight snaps. You're going to hand the ball off, and you're going to throw the ball on no more than a five step drop. We're not extending plays. We're not running the football. You are throwing to your first or your second read, or you are throwing it out of bounds. That's it." And I give him eight plays just so he can get into the rhythm and, and you know, feel the routine of playing on a game day. But 
I don't think he needs anything more than eight plays. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Like, I, I hear you. I don't think it's likely that he plays, but the only, I mean, the fact the that he wants to, I like. feel that way too, though, is like, you're not going to see Odell. You're not going to see Bate. You're not going to see Andrews and nor should you. Well, I mean, Andrews and Odell, no, but why wouldn't Bateman be out there? He said he's 99%. He should be out there. If he's 99%, I think he should be out there. I don't think you're Sam Bates. You're probably I, right. I, I, I'm just I, saying. I'll agree. I'll, I don't think you should see Bates. Well, that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, so the only things that I had written down here, uh, for what we're looking for Saturday, we've really addressed them all. Uh, I just have Prochet written down because like I said, this is the last time we're going to see him in a Ravens uniform. So get ready for that. <laughs> the QB three battle between Anthony Brown and Josh Johnson. Both guys look pretty good last week. So I'll be interested to see which one we keep. Okay. Uh, yeah. and the last thing, the last thing was Keaton Mitchell versus Melvin Gordon for that last spot. If Mitchell doesn't make the team, I'm pissed as shit. It has to be Mitchell because if you put him on the practice squad, somebody's going to steal him. Someone's snatching that boy up. Cut Melvin Gordon. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll. I mean, he may not find. He may not be fine, but he's been in the. Well, hey, if Jonathan Taylor gets traded, Melvin Gordon, welcome to the Colts, buddy. Um, all right, so that's it on the Ravens. Um, before we go ahead and move into our draft this week, we like I mentioned, or like the intern mentioned rather, on the Instagram polls, we're ranking our top ten quarterbacks. This is something that everybody does in the off season. We're a little bit late to the game. Everybody did it about you know two three weeks ago. Oh shit! But we're jumping into the preseason predictions. Okay. Excuse me. We're jumping into our top 10 QB rankings. So, Scott, I don't know if you had yours uh, potted up. I have mine. Go ahead. I have mine potted okay. up. I, I did them weeks ago, and I need to find the picture. So, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no worries. So, I have my top 10 quarterbacks heading into the 2023-2024 NFL season. I'm going to do them backwards from 10 to 1. Okay. Okay. So, I'll start by saying this. I'll preface with, with this statement. I think there's a big drop off specifically from eight to nine and 10. I think the top eight are very much their own agree. group. I would agree with that. Yes. And I think at least in my list, nine and 10, there's a bit of a, a discrepancy there. But anyway, my 10th ranked quarterback heading into the season is Dak Prescott. Okay. This was an interesting one to me. I kind of wanted to put Matt Stafford, but with the injury and how bad the Rams were last yeah. year and just everything that happened, Dak threw a shit ton of interceptions last year. The Cowboys really should have been better than they were. He won a playoff game, so, you know, credit to him. They beat the Bucs. Um, but I just – I don't know that Dak is necessarily as good as maybe he should be at this point in his career. But anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I have him at, at 10. At 9, this one may be surprising to some. Tua Tagovailoa. No, I, that's not surprising to me. Obviously, the, the the injury thing is very real. It's a very real question that a lot of people 100%, have. 100%. Yeah. But when Tua was on the field last year, statistically, he was like a top two or top three quarterback. Like he he was averaging like 33 or something points per game when he was I on the field. I think when Tua is on the field, I think he's really good. I agree 100%. It's just unfortunately him being on the field is much bigger of a question mark than a lot of people would like. Yep. So I'm I, I and I've I stated this on on Twitter a couple of days ago. I'm taking Tua very seriously this year. I think Me the too. Dolphins have potential to be very very good, especially with the added uh, strength to the defense. But 
like Lamar and and with the Ravens. Tua being on the field is the biggest question mark for that team, in my yep, opinion. I completely agree. Number eight is a guy who undoubtedly is higher on most people's lists, but I refuse him to put him any higher. I refuse to put him any higher than where I have him. Number eight, I have Justin Herbert. I have him in the same spot. Okay. So look, Justin Herbert is disgustingly talented. He's a freak of nature. He's very, very good at football. That being said, the last time we saw him on an NFL football field, he blew a four-touchdown lead in the playoffs. Yep. And I understand. Say what you want to say about the defense. Say what you want to say about Brandon Staley. Justin Herbert. I also he think Jacks- a- I also think Jacksonville. That game became a legit team. Yeah, I 100% agree. 100% agree. But yes, I completely agree. You can't have that much of a. And you like can't. You, said, you just you're can't. the quarterback. You're taking the blame. Sorry. And on top of it, he was just given what 265 million dollars, and he does not have a playoff win to his name, and. As Lamar Listen, fans, we say this all the time. If you were going to criticize Lamar the way you do, especially when it comes to playoff wins, you have to hold the same standard for the other quarterbacks. I don't I. Justin think Herbert. Herbert deserves the hate that I give him, but it's more of a me reacting to how people hate on Lamar. That it's I'm a principled like, stance. Yes, I'm like okay, yeah. then let's let's play this game. Then let's do it. I think 100%. Herbert is great. I think Herbert skill wise is a. I think you could say to me, I think he might have more skill than than Burrow and Allen, to be honest with you. But, I think he's certainly in the conversation as far as just raw talent. He doesn't have that like other thing that the, he reminds me so much of like Drew Brees and like Philip Rivers. They're talented, but they just don't have that Brady Manning, Roethlisberger something in them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So I have Justin Herbert at eight. Okay. And number seven, I, I know how you're going to feel about this one just because of how you feel about the person. Aaron Rodgers is my number seventh ranked quarterback. That's so low. You think that's low? Yeah, I, I have him higher. Wow. Okay. So I don't have to do much selling on this then. I think, look, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. Last year obviously was not his wow. best year. Okay. But I respect uh, this that. Is, no, that's a good, that's okay. This is, and I have a feeling the next person in my list will explain why Rodgers is where he is on my list. But as far as Rodgers goes, man, this is a bit of a mixture between what I've seen from him, not just last year, but over the last three years and where he's going and what he's going to do this year. I think him being back with Hackett, him having the best weapon room he's ever had in his career, arguably. Potentially the best running back room he's ever had between Dalvin oh. and Brees Hall. Yeah, that changes how I think about that team, by the way. On, on top of it. He has maybe the best defense he's had since the year he won the Super Bowl. I think that team's going to be really good. Me too. But I don't think it's going to take a lot. Huh? You're not buying the hype. No, 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 no. I don't think it's going to be because he plays lights out. I think he just Hmm. needs to do like a Joe Flacco, just be good enough to win your game. That's fair. That's fair. And I think think that'll be good for him because I don't think he is that guy anymore. Okay. That's fair. At number six, this is another one that might be a surprise to people. 16, Trevor Lawrence. I am extremely high on the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, as am I with Trevor Lawrence. And next week, we are doing our full pre-NFL season predictions and season awards and playoff pictures, what have you. I'll explain more next week, but... I am extremely high on Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, Scott, I think that game against the uh, the Chargers in the playoffs, I think that was sort of their coming together. And you give him another full off season 
to get with Doug Peterson and to work and get ready. Add that on to a very weak division. I'm I got high hopes I'm for Trevor Lawrence. On Jacksonville this year. I am extremely bullish on Jacksonville this year. Me too. I think I've officially become an adult. I just said the word bullish. That's a good word. And I've drank two Sam Adams pumpkin beers. I'm definitely in the last in the last twenty minutes. You've aged to thirty five years old. All right. Yeah, it happens. Number five. Number five. I have our guy LJ. Okay. I think it's LJ. A high. I think it's a little high, but it's okay. I to me, I just don't see how LJ doesn't deserve to be in the top five. He hasn't played enough for me to do that. That's fair. That's fair. I hear what you're saying. I, I completely hear what you're saying. He's, I just think with the body of work that we've seen really over his entire career and the lack of help that he's had, I think he deserves to be in the top five. That's, I mean, that's fair. I think that that's fair. And yeah. I think a little bit, I think a little bit of that might have something to do with the guy I have at four. My fourth ranked quarterback, I have Josh Allen. Ooh. Josh Allen, everybody seems to have him as a consensus two or three in their lists. And I just don't think he's a top three quarterback based off of what we've seen, the help that he's had, the success that he's had. I don't, I don't, I, he's just not a top three quarterback to me. He's extremely okay. talented. He's really, really good. He's won a lot of games. I just don't think he's a top three quarterback. That's, we have a very different list. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. At number three, and I have critiques on this guy too, but coming off the season he had, at number three, I have Jalen Hurts. Okay. I I'll be the first one to say that, you know, the first year that he had AJ Brown and, you know, Nick Sirianni was doing his thing and yep. the offensive line, the defense, historic sack records, blah, blah, blah. I'll be the first one to say all that. Jalen Hurts got them to the Super Bowl. And not only did he get them to the Super Bowl, he went shot for shot with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, dude. He played great in that game. I got so much respect. I, I liked him before him, but after that game, I was like, yep. Yeah, you're you're a guy. Me too. Me too. He he realistically made uh, uh, an argument for him to be Super Bowl MVP, even though they lost. Even though they lost, that's yep. that's how well he played. Yeah. So I agree. going into the season, really with the same supporting cast, I think maybe they upgraded at running back with DeAndre Swift. I I, I think I think the Eagles are going to be really good again this year. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, I have him at at three. I think, yeah, I like like I said with Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts is the antithesis. I think Jalen Hurts deserves to be in the top three going okay. into the season. No, I respect that. That's fine. My top two are obvious. Number two, I have Joe Burrow. There's really not much else you could say that hasn't been said about him. He's fantastic. He's if if it's not Pat Mahomes, it's it's Joe Burrow. Like I really just do think he is that guy. And at number one, I have Pat Mahomes. He's uh, until until somebody dethrones him. This is Patrick Mahomes' league. One hundred percent. He's Tom Brady now. Tony Taters just went yard again. I must be slightly behind you because they're showing a replay of his Taters from the other night. Oh, really? Yeah, he just he just hit a tank into the flag court. 417 feet. Oh, yes. Yeah, he just tied, the ball, tied the ball. Oh, game. my God, that ball was ripped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That just took out John Angelos. That's why he's going to go missing. Scott, your top 10 list. So this is where it gets different. At number 10, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go 10 and go up. Okay. I got my guy, Mr. Kirk Cousins, at 10. Ooh, okay. I got my guy, Kirk Cousins. I think he gets a little bit – I I think winning playoff games and in this league is really difficult. And I I think he's 
does he maybe crackle under the, the bright lights a little bit? Yeah, I think so. But like you said, the difference between where eight, nine, and ten is, it's pretty significant to me. Okay. Number nine, I got Tua. I think Tua, okay. when he's playing, I think Tua is really good, and I think he's got weapons to be even better than what he is. And I think if he can stay healthy this year, I think he's going to be awesome. Um, number eight, this is where our list gets a little different, I think. I have Mr. Justin Herbert at eight. All right. I, I again, I think he's skilled. I think he's awesome, but but he's got to he's got to put a he's got to put up a season. He needs. He's never really had that season that makes you go wow. He's yeah. just been good, and he's an eight. That's nothing to scoff at. That's really good. Yeah. Number seven, I have our boy LJ. I need right. him. I need him to play a full season. If he can play a full season. I think he's in the top three personally. I think, I think he's right up there disagree. with that. Cause I think one, two and three are like tier one. And then tier two is like four through six to me personally. I agree. Yeah. I would maybe even say four through five, but four, four through seven. You mean? No, f- no, no. Oh, oh okay. I would say Lamar needs to play to get up in that one and two tier a little more. Okay. I think he's tier three right now, but that has nothing to do with his skill. It has more that he's just not playing enough. Okay, Number six, fair. I have Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I think this time next year he might be lower. I think he might, but I don't think that that's a because he's had a bad season. I just think he's going to have a season that's okay. And but the Jets are really good. I just think that that's what's going to happen. That's fair. Number five, I have my guy Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a gigantic season a gigantic season and by this time next year i think he might be again like lj maybe taking out mr burrow and allen and that's who the one two and three is number four i have our boy we love him a lot mr jalen hurts i love mr jalen hurts a whole lot i think he's remarkable i think the more i think of it i maybe could flip he and allen at three because allen's my three and then two and one is mahomes um I need one more year of Jalen Hurts. One more year. He he did it. Awesome. You know, these the guys that are at one, two, and three have done it numerous years. Mm-hmm. Hurts has just done it one year. Same with Lawrence. Consistency. Same with Lawrence. And it's same with Lamar. If those three guys can show me that they're going to do it again this year, they're up in that. They're everyone that's above them, maybe Rogers. And I mean, it's just crazy. I don't know. Like Burrow and Allen, I feel like could be interchanged. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I don't think that that's a no that's not outlandish one, by any means i think well one will be one for a long time agreed and i think that two three four number will flip a lot mm-hmm. yeah i think so too so just to round it out you have josh allen at three three burrow two, burrow at two. One. yep all right okay so i think i think our lists are by and large close to one another so yeah. My list from one through 10, I have Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, and Dak Prescott rounding out my top five, or excuse me, top 10. Scott, your top 10, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence cracking your top five, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar, Justin Herbert, Tua, and Kirk Cousins making your top 10. Mm-hmm. And... I wanted to put Dak in there 
he was awful last year. He was he was just he was very bad. He was really bad. And so it was tough. Like 10 was tough. I almost threw in Deshaun, but fuck him. I couldn't. No, it's gone back. And is he probably skill-wise better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. But fuck him. I can't. I mean, you want to talk about not being on the field. (laughs) Buddy. Right. Well said. Well said. Um, all right, so those are our top 10 quarterback lists. Like I said, next week we will be doing a full preseason prediction uh, for our listeners that have been around for a little bit. We did it last year, as you'll probably remember. My infamous, uh, the Colts are going to be in the Super Bowl pick was <laughs> from that episode last year. Um, so we'll be doing that again this year. If you want any outlandish takes, be, be sure to tune in next week. But I for now, it. those are our top 10 draft, uh, excuse me, not top 10 draft picks, our top 10 quarterbacks going into the season. Okay. This draft, I have, I have fired up some items. I'm excited. I'm excited for your draft. I really, really am. I'm excited for this one. With that said, so now it's time for this week's top five draft. This week, we are drafting the top five fast food items. Not fast food chains, not fast food spots, specific items on fast food menus. And I'm just going to throw a little bit of a disclaimer out there just to provide some sort of borders on what we're defining as fast food okay 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 i would say anything that has a drive-through yes would qualify as that. like for example i i don't i don't think chipotle would qualify as fast i saw food. that on the list this afternoon i said that Me is too. not fast food okay i'm all right and i was gonna page. scissor kick you if you put like a chipotle burrito and i was gonna <laughs> stupid, and i would have left the draft yeah no i've never even considered it my my fast food draft. you I will say, in terms of real-world experience, you are more well-versed in this realm than I am, especially as of late. I have. So I, I feel like this draft could go one of two ways for either of us. Yeah. So with that being said, Scott, I had the first pick last week. So you have the first pick in this this draft top this five e- fast food it's, items. It's the easiest one one I've ever had in my entire life. It's the sure it crop supreme with extra beef. It's the had, easiest. I had it on my board. It's the easiest it pick I've ever taken in my entire. It is when you get a good crunch wrap supreme with that extra beef and you put the little hot sauce drizzling over top. Nothing tops it. Nothing. No, I, dude, I had it. I absolutely had it on my board. That's a very good pick. Nothing tops definitely, it. definitely one that I saw coming from you. But I, I have not gone to Taco Bell and not gotten it in maybe 12 years. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I believe it. It's unbelievably good. Go ahead. Let me see your one and two. All right. So I don't I don't necessarily have a consensus one one pick. I just have a bunch of like this this draft to me was like the 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 2020. Uh no, sorry, when was that? 2022 NFL draft where it was like ton of middle round talent, yeah. but not a lot of like first round grades. Yeah. It's kind of how I viewed this one. So for me, I'm going to take my top rated item on my draft board. I'm going with the McChicken. Oh, you fucker. Damn it. I'm going with the McChicken. I got to do it. This Good similar, Good similar to you and the crunch wrap. I have never gone to McDonald's and not walked away with a McChicken, Chickens regardless of what I'm. I'm a new McChicken person. You are. I've just remembered that you had you you had your first McChicken what like a year ago? No, like in this year. You had your first McChicken in 2023. Yeah. 
I just get the, I normally just, if I went to McDonald's, I got the, like a chicken sandwich. I would just get their chicken sandwich. I didn't know like a McChicken was a thing. Oh yeah. Somebody put me onto, somebody put me onto the McChickens in high school. Their spicy and is unbelievable. Never, their spicy is fantastic. Unbelievable. Somebody, but yeah, I, somebody put me onto the McChickens in high school and I never looked back. So anyway, going with the McChicken number one. Okay. With my second pick. This one maybe you know received in different ways i'm staying with mcdonald's i'm going with the hash brown oh thank god good pick but thank god good pick i'm interested based on your reaction i'm interested to to see what you thought it was going to be because i was between two and i'm i'm now worried that you're going to take it from me I, I, I'll be honest, if I would have had, if I would have thought of the hash browns, I would have probably put, I would have probably been upset, but it wasn't on my board, but it should have been. Okay. Good pick. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thanks. Okay. So Scott, you got two and three here. I got to take, give me a McDonald's McGriddle. Fucking A. That was the one I was going to take. day. Those things are just the way when you bite into them and they're a little spongy but they're disgusting, but you get that syrup and you get that pancake. In my opinion, that. there is oh. no, there is the only, the only breakfast sandwich that I, I think rivals the McChicken is like a Taylor ham, egg and cheese from like a New York, New Jersey. Well, deli. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. That, but it's not apples to apples. Like not Mc, apples the, apples. the McGriddle is far and away the most superior breakfast sandwich out on the fast food market. Not close. And then my number three, is the Doritos Locos Taco Supreme? I knew I, I knew you were gonna take it. Gotta put the Supreme. You gotta get that sour cream up in there. Um, when you get the flaming hot ones that they bring back like once a year, and that's zesty hot, and you get that little mild hot sauce on the top, the lettuce, the cold lettuce, and the nice mm, that's some heavenly stuff. I love my drive. Yeah, I'm really I. Didn't think you were going to steal McGriddle from me. That's why I went hash browns first. Clearly, that was the miss of the draft on my part. So glad you missed um, it. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Um, all right. So now I'm going to go. This is tough for me. All right. So with my third pick, I'm going to go with Chick-fil-A's chicken nuggets. Good pick. I chicken nuggets are just a, a universal staple everywhere you go. And like and, the and you, you get those sometimes at like party platters. So nice, nice job. Exactly. They're, they're exactly. well versed. That's that's kind of where I was thinking. I think the party platter is what put it up mm -hmm. uh, above others in the my only opinion. Real but also fast thing that you could bring to a party that is is accepted. Is a hit. Yeah. Also, like I was thinking like, okay, chicken nuggets. Like obviously chicken nuggets have to be drafted. Personally, like I'm not I don't think I don't think McDonald's chicken nuggets are all that good. I think they're overhyped. Burger Kings is fire. Oh, no. I think Burger Kings are ass. <laughs> I think Burger Kings chicken nuggets are ass, dog. <laughs> You're ass. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going with the chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. Okay. My fourth and fifth pick. Fourth, I, I don't think is going to be on your list. Fifth might. But with my fourth pick. I'm going to go with a double-double animal style from In-N-Out. Okay. All right. Okay. Have you ever been to In-N-Out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have? When? On, like, vacations. Oh, okay. Anyway, I went one time when I was in California, like, years ago, 
and I was like, this, like, this is better than McDonald's. It's better than Burger. Like, this is better than all of the. I think it is. Hold on. It's the it's the West Coast one. It's only in like what like California, Nevada. I, I, I have not Texas. I'm sorry. Okay. No, yes, it did. When we went down to Texas, yes, it did. Okay, it did. I was gonna say. I think uh, yeah, that that makes sense. But anyway, okay. Those are my two picks: chicken nuggets from Chick Fil A and a double double In and Out from Excuse me, double double Animal Style from In and Out. Okay, that's cute. Um, my number four is a knock it out of the park, dude. The nacho fries from Taco Bell, <laughs> brother. I don't think so- I've ever had them. Oh, they're delicious. You're missing out. The nacho fries from Taco Bell are, you get that nice, awful, cheesy dipping nacho cheese with a nice powdery, like all season fry. They give you a little bit, not a lot, because they know it's it's gold. And then my number five is a blast from the past. But them snack wraps from McDonald's growing up. Oh, okay. I had it on my board. Were delicious those little bacon and ranch snack wraps hit different as a kid growing up oh man i love them i had it on my board that's a good pick that's not that's not where i was planning on going with my last pick but that's a good pick thank you yeah good draft by you i think that's a very strong one through five it is my last pick um i this one i feel like could also be polarizing i'm going back to burger king the chicken fries I love when I was a kid, dude, those things. I fucking loved Burger King's chicken fries. Laugh at me. Call me a child. Whatever you want. The chicken fries slap. <laughs> I mean, they are good. They are good. I, I can't. Have you had the Flamin' Hot Cheeto? Or you hate Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I so. hate Flamin' Hot Cheetos. They're fucking weird. They're so good. They're ass. They're, they're not. I promise you they're not. They're ass. All right. Good draft. Thanks, dude. Yeah, you too. You did. You got a couple good ones there. The hash brown's a great pick. It's a good pick. I'm I'm so fucking annoyed that you took McGriddle from me. I oh, really, really man. thought I might go get me one of them tomorrow. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know what? I might too. I'm not even kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm going to tomorrow. I I really thought that was gonna get by you. Nope. Damn. All right. So Scott, you had the first pick. You went Crunch Wrap Supreme with your first pick. Second pick was McGriddle. Three, four, five was the Doritos Locos Tacos Supreme, nacho fries, and snack wraps from McDonald's. Very Taco Bell heavy, but anybody who knows you know that that's it's not a surprise. Mark for the course. Not a surprise. My one I through had five. Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich in there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't quite. I had the the Popeyes hot chicken sandwich. I also had the BK uh, nuggets. I also had an old blast from Taco Bell, the nacho grillers. You remember those? Okay. No. You never went to Taco Bell, right? Yeah. They were great, but they've been discontinued because they're no one got, I was the only one that was maybe getting them. They were great. (laughs) Um, So my one through five, I had the McChicken, hash browns from McDonald's, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, a double-double animal style from In-N-Out, and chicken fries from Burger King. Um, honorable mentions. I almost went spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Big Mac too, not being on there. I, I feel like it's just too much. It is. And they've also gotten smaller. They're no yes. longer big. They're yes, not even correct. the biggest burger at no. McDonald's anymore. No. And also I don't even think they're like, I feel like McDonald's prides the Big Mac as being like the best burger on, on the fast food market. It's not. It's not even close. No, it's by, like by far. It's not. Yeah. So 
Uh, I had Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. I think that's the superior chicken I, sandwich I out agree. there. I completely agree. I'm 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 a spicy guy over traditional anyway, and mm-hmm. I think Popeye spicy. Nobody's beating it. So good. Um, what else did I have? I had the original chicken sandwich from Burger King. I fucking love oh, those the, things. Oh, like the long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Fucking love those things. The only issue is when they get a little floppy. I don't love that. When they get like soggy, yeah, it's and you know it's tough. Not the best. Um, I had the I had the cheesy gordita oh, crunch. Setty. Oh, Seti. Oh, Add a baby, Seti. Yes. yes, Cedric. He needs to get hot. He's been. Struggling. He does need to get hot. Um, I had the cheesy gordita crunch on my list. I almost went there. So good. Strong, strong pick. It would have been. Um, I had the McDouble. Bang for your buck. Solid. They're okay. They're okay. You, you want to talk about like not good, not great, or not great. Solid nine win football team. That's the McDouble. Probably seven and eight team, if I'm honest, but or seven and nine yeah. team. No, eight and nine. There you go. This new 17 games gets me all. It's fucking off. me all up. Yeah, me too. And the last one I had on my list were Munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. I had Munchkins on Dunkin' Donuts, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do good, it. Good reach. No. That was if uh, it got I, a little desperate and you drafted out of spite of me, knowing what I would maybe take. <laughs> I had it in there, but, but I couldn't. I, I almost did, but I knew. You, I think you would have tried to assault me if I took any I of your left. Taco Bell items. I would yeah. have left. You would have got up and walked out. Mm-hmm. I would have. Uh, but anyway, good draft. Did you have any other honorable mentions that we didn't hit? No, man, that was it. That was it. Good. All right. Well, good draft. I'll be interested to see how our uh, our listeners feel about it. I think more people will side with you than I think we maybe think because I am so Taco Bell heavy. But I think I win. I think I will. I think with our demographic, though, that might play. Yeah. The Taco Bell angle. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up the draft. That wraps up the show. Um, Scott, last order of business, as always. Shout outs for the week. I got a shout out. The guy did my tattoos today, man. Uh, his name is Jay Ink Tattoo on Instagram. He was awesome. Sweet guy. He was very. Did you go to Chop Shop? Is that in Edgewood? Oh, no. Yeah. No. It's in it's in uh, Abingdon right next to Box Hill. No, no, not there. Okay, um, I was gonna say because that's where I, I go, think, and there there is a guy named Jay in that studio. Is he still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he just left from somewhere. So, um, okay. he was super cool, super chill, super sweet. Um, wasn't like a weirdo. Like he was just really, really cool. Did a really good job on him. Um, chatted me up. We we're gonna I'll definitely be going back to him for sure to finish up the rest of my stuff I want to get on my arm. Um, but he was awesome. He did a great job. Um, the next person I'm shouting out. It's one of my favorites from day one. Miley Cyrus is releasing a single today. After she released an album already, she's just awesome. She's releasing a single called, I believe it's something to do with, was once young or used to be young, I think is what it was called. going to be great. I'm going to be listening. Uh, Dave Filoni and Ahsoka, I love him. I love her. She's maybe my favorite um, Star Wars character. I think Ahsoka's just really cool. For whatever reason, I feel very like connected, and I feel like I relate to her massively. So I love her. And then now I'm about to announce my college football. I'm in a decision. Lay, lay it on us. The, the, the decision, part two. I'm giving you a hint. I am wearing a color of the team. You joining the green? I'm joining the green. I'm joining the green. Their schedule looks fun. They're a good team. And I'm all in. I love the uniforms. And I thought, you know what? I was thinking Maryland because I think Maryland's going to be good. And I'm a Maryland. I'll still watch Maryland. 
but I'm I'm a I'm a Notre Dame fan this season. That's my team. Go green. You know who else is really excited about that? Lou Holtz. Dr. Lou Holtz. Listen, listen, buddy. Okay. I, I know this was a tough decision for you. You sat down at your desk. You look at you look at all your decisions. You had a lot to think about. Okay. You had to talk to your mother. You had to talk to your wife. You had to talk to the dog. You got a lot <laughs> on your mind, a lot to think about. I'm just really happy you made this decision. You're gonna love South Bend. Okay, go green. Say it with me. Go green. Go green. Dude, this is awesome. We're gonna be the number one Baltimore-based Notre Dame football podcast. Yeah, for for sure. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, well, hey, good shout-outs, dude. Welcome to the green. Excited. excited. Me too. This is gonna be a fun year. And I get to watch them now this weekend. That was kind of my thought process. Yeah, hell yeah, in Ireland. Who was the other team you were thinking of? Was it Maryland? It was Maryland. It was Maryland. I was legitimately thinking I might go full-blown Terp fan this season. Sure. And I, I still will. I'll be honest, I will. Yeah, of course. But I figured let's let's maybe have a fun time with a team that might be able to go win a national championship and then – or at least get into Dude, the I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, if that defense can be not even as good as they were last year, just almost as good – Sam Hartman, I think, is going to open a lot of eyes. I think he's going to end up being a first or maybe second round talent next year. He's, yep. I think he's going to be really, really good. But anyway, good shout out, Scott. Thank you. So my first shout out, I shouted him out earlier in the pod. Uh, shout out to Ken Rosenthal for putting John Angelos in his place. Body bagged him. Body bagged his ass. Uh, my second shout out, plain and simple, college football. Well, college football. We have actual meaningful college football games on our TV this week, and I can't wait. I'm very excited for it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, I have a teaser to give out to the people. I'm getting back into the game. Okay. Took the off season. Got, you doing, got in the lab. Weekly picks. I'm doing my first weekly pick. It's a college football teaser. I'm picking four games, throwing them in a teaser. So that way we got some action for this weekend. There we go. I'll tweet out the screenshot this weekend for everybody who wants to tell me. But as we stand now, I'm going Notre Dame, New Mexico State, Ohio, and USC. All the spreads, I'm teasing it up seven points, so I'm getting New Mexico State at a pick them, Ohio at plus nine and a half, USC minus 23 and a half, and Notre Dame minus 13 and a half. Yeah. That's, curr- that's currently p- paying tw- plus 240. Okay. Welcome bad. back, baby. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. We're back. We officially made it. We're back. I love We're it. We're back. All right, that's all I had. Episode 67 in the books. Wow, beautiful. Scott, take us out. Stay hydrated, babes. Keep going. Peace.